Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Taxpayers are paying millions for child medical mutilation. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, it's very telling. Back in, I'd say, the early 2000s, there was, I believe, one of these so-called gender clinics for minors, and now you have hundreds of them, primarily funded by the uh, governor of Illinois' family, has had a big part of that. And now this industry is expected to grow to $5 billion by the year 2030. $5 billion. And what we've now found is that taxpayers are paying millions for this child medical mutilation, and they're doing this through Medicaid and other kinds of taxpayer-funded systems. Researchers at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles reviewed the Medicaid policies for all 50 states, and they found that at least 25 states were using taxpayer money to cover gender surgeries in February 2021. As of November 2023, at least 26 states allow their Medicaid insurance programs for low-income families to cover medically mutilating procedures on minors. That means our money, our taxpayer funds, are being used to destroy children. Yeah, for example, you know, in Pennsylvania, there's a new report that shows that more than $20 million from the state's Medicaid program has been used to reimburse children's hospitals for these often irreversible procedures since 2015. Through a right-to-know request to the state, the Pennsylvania Family Institute discovered public funding for these procedures increased from $60,000 in 2015 to more than $5 million in 2022. That's astounding. I mean, you think about if you've ever had an insurance claim for a medical problem, how challenging it is to get coverage. And now they're just pouring out millions and millions of dollars to mutilate these children. Yeah, and the data in this particular case that they discovered in Pennsylvania indicates that the state is increasing the funding for so-called gender transition procedures every year and is paying nearly $14,000 per day to mutilate children. Of course, we use that word in quotes because you can't transition your gender. No, you can't um, because yeah. it's certainly, uh, you know, you are what you're born to be. Right, how God created you. either male or female right. and you can't transition like you change your hair color right so currently there are three pennsylvania hospitals that are offering these procedures including the children's hospital of philadelphia upmc children's hospital of pittsburgh and penn state health children's hospital and that's just pennsylvania so now if you move over to massachusetts as an example taxpayers there have paid $7.6 million for child gender surgeries since 2012, including $1.4 million to the nation's first pediatric, quote, transgender health program, close quote, at Boston Children's Hospital. A public records request confirmed the state's public insurance program reimbursed the hospital, which, according to the National Institutes of Health, performed 204 
mutilating surgeries on minors as young as 15 years old between 2017 and 2020. As young as 15. And I bet you they wouldn't admit it. I bet you they've even done younger than that. But to call that a health program, it's that's absurd. Regarding adolescent uh, chest surgeries, which includes mastectomies for females and breast implants for males, a team of researchers at Vanderbilt University School of Medicine in Tennessee studied 1,130 of these procedures and found that 16.5% of these surgeries were paid for by taxpayers through Medicare and Medicaid programs. That's almost 17% of the surgeries Unbelievable. that we are paying. The study uh, that Vanderbilt conducted also noted the median cost for these mutilating surgeries was nearly $30,000, with the surgeries falling between $21,285 and $45,147, considering the median cost across 16.5% of those patients using public ins- uh, insurance. Taxpayers have paid an estimated $5.5 million just for these chest surgeries alone. And according to Gender Surgery Price List from the Philadelphia Center for Transgender Surgery, which has been removed and was found via a web archive, chest and body surgeries were listed as costing up to $60,000. You know, and I bet that's even conservative because some of these surgeries are very complicated and um, they're all horrific. But I, I bet that's actually a very conservative price for those. I mean, it just goes on and on. In August 2023, the media outlet Reuters, in partnership with the health technology company Komodo Health Inc., commissioned a study that examined insurance claims from more than 48,000 gender procedures between 2016 and 2019. The study involved all age groups from 12 to 70, and noted that 25.3% of those surgeries, or 12,127, used state-funded insurance to pay for these procedures. And you know, you have to, I mean, look at all this. So again, it's an industry. The These medical professionals, and I use that term loosely, are making a ton of money off this, but this is not helping the children at all. It's actually sending them in the wrong direction. That's why we represent counselors that get into the counselor room with these kids and help them deal with the core issues that's going on. Because if they go in the public schools, they're getting the propaganda. If they're getting on social media, they're getting the propaganda. And if they have any questions about... You know, I mean, teenagers, they have questions anyway. And so they're getting that propaganda and they're thinking, okay, that's the answer to my problem. Instead of going to a counselor that can help them, whatever they're struggling with. And then they go into these so-called gender clinics and then get their healthy body parts cut off. Yeah. And and listen to this stat here. This is regarding minors. So the same Komodo Health analysis, they showed 121,882 children between the ages of 6 and 17. They were diagnosed with gender dysphoria over the last five years. A six-year-old. A six-year-old. How could a six-year-old get... It also indicates that the number of children being diagnosed rose steadily every year from 2017 to 2021. The U.S., quote, gender surgery industry uh, was valued at $1.9 billion in 2021. It's expected now to go to $5 billion at least or maybe more by 2030. And commensurate with the rise of the gender dysphoria in children, the industry is expected to grow 11% annually. And here's here's an interesting quote. Dr. Shane Taylor, who is a university professor and a physician at Vanderbilt Clinic for so-called transgender health, stated in a lecture that 
gender surgeries are, quote, huge money makers for the hospital. And so he's doing Boom. these. He's part Boom. of this. Right. Yeah, and he says it, comes out and admits it. According to Jennifer Bowens, director for the Center of Family Studies at Family Research Council, studies show that children suffering from gender dysphoria will outgrow it by adulthood. Uh, Dr. Bowens stated that, quote, these experimental and irreversible, close quote, procedures violate the most fundamental principle of medical ethics of first do no harm. She noted the rise of gender dysphoria diagnosis is indicative of a cultural phenomenon in the United States to garner reimbursement from insurance for gender-related procedures. We are tracking all the different states, Holly, on our website, mm-hmm. lc.org forward slash help kids. That's forward slash help kids. There's at least uh, 12 states that have enacted laws or instituted policies specifically prohibiting Medicaid in their state from paying for gender transition services for children. And who would have thought, Matt, who would have thought that we'd have to pass laws to protect, number one, these children and protect our taxpayer dollars from having to fund this mutilation? Well, some of these states that are doing the right things include Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, North Carolina, Ohio, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. Some of these are under litigation. Some of them have been upheld. Some of those are temporarily blocked. Uh, and this litigation uh, continues to proceed. But, you know, speaking to pastors and people who are out there in general, silence is not an option in this no. situation because when you remain silent, I want you to go and listen to the story of Chloe Cole from California. Too many people in her life remained silent. And she got the propaganda from the doctor and her mother got it. And social media is where she first Social media. Yeah. If you don't do this, if you don't cut off your breast, take puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and so forth, you're going to die. And she did that at age 13. And at age 16, she had a mastectomy. Then when she became of age, she realized, oh my goodness, she regretted it. Mm-hmm. And now she has medical consequences. Uh, she's now speaking out against these issues. And so many people globally are expressing regret, but unfortunately have already been mutilated. It's time to become educated, and it's time to speak out to protect children. For more information, go to lc.org forward slash help kids. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.